Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Games Cast. As always, my name is Adam. I'm John. I'm waiting to Joe. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. You're, you're off your game, man. It's been, it's been two weeks. And it's been a busy two weeks for me. A whirlwind two weeks. Happy, uh, happy New Year. It's a oh, yeah. New Year, New You. Yeah, you're John now. New decade. New decade. Yeah. Same millennia. Same century. Different decade. Hmm. Yeah, new new year, new you. You're John now. Mm, unfortunately, how's it feel to be John? Pretty miserable. Oh no, it's okay. He won't listen. <laughs> uh, yeah, happy New Year, Joe. It's been it's been two weeks since I've seen you. Uh, you've been off gallivanting across the the globe, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit because I want to hear all about it. As do the listeners, I'm sure. Uh, you guys did not tweet at all when you were over there. I'm very disappointed in the both of you. I've, I've never been in charge of the, the Twitter account. John uh, John did take some pictures of food, uh, which was nice. I, so I saw some of your exploits a little bit while you guys were over there. Um, normally, you would go first and tell us what you've been playing. But since that is going to be such a large undertaking, given all that you've done in the last two weeks, I will go first this week. Kind of flipping the script. New year, new decade. New year, new us. Yeah, change up the formula. Yeah, we're flipping it. It's, we're on its head again, Joe. Yeah. We're putting it on its head. That's so, what we did. Adam, what did you play this week? Oh, well, thank you so much for asking, Joe. Um, uh, I played nothing. Hmm. I The holidays just kicked kicked my ass. So, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to – like, John gave me Sekiro. I was going to, like, try to do that. I was going to power through and finish Control. Like, I got in some, uh, like, gun attachments so I could try to play Blood and Truth with, like, you know, actual guns for mm-hmm. my move controllers. And I didn't do a goddamn bit of any of it. I just – kind of relaxed when i could like i wasn't even home a lot it was you know a million christmas things and new year's things and just like out every night and it just it led no time for video games i did play a little bit of battlefront because i was still very much feeling star warsy after seeing rise of skywalker uh which is eh, it's fine <laughs> it's not it's not my favorite i don't hate it uh, but there's a there's a lot, and we don't have time to get into it on this show because you have a lot of things. Um, so I just said it was it's fine. <laughs> uh, but I still like wanted to do Star Warsy things, and I had platinum to Fallen Order, so I just uh, did some Battlefront. And Battlefront's a really good game. It got a lot of shit at the beginning, but it's actually like a really good game. Pulled itself together really well in the end. Well, it just it does a really good job of like actually feeling like I'm in a battle in Star Wars, like. I feel like I'm in a war. Like it does a really good shootery job of being both Star Wars and a, like a war type game. So uh, I quite enjoy it. I don't know how long I'll keep playing it, but they keep putting new content into it. They're bringing prequel or sequel trilogy stuff, like Rise of Skywalker stuff, to it in the next couple of weeks. So I'll probably keep playing it a little uh, bit. Do they ever end up adding like ship combat to that one? Yeah, well, there's like, yeah, there's stuff where you can go out in space as like part of other game modes, and then there's like specific dogfight only things that you can do in space. Okay, because uh, if they're adding like Rise of Skywalker content, there's a very good space battle yes. thing that they could add to it. I don't yeah. want to get into like spoilers. But... I don't think they're adding that. I think they <laughs> said what they're adding. Well, they're adding for the first time Capital Supremacy, which is the like multi step uh, like war bit uh, that they have where you, you, you basically start out try to control spawn points and when you've gotten to as when you've spawned or controlled them for long enough then you move to the next segment of the battle 
And if you can get the next objective, then you have one more. And if you get that objective, you win. If you lose the second objective, you go back to the control points part. And it's basically like a tug of war. So mm. each team has three separate objectives that they want to try to complete. And if at any point you fail one, it moves them one step closer or one step back. Mm. Um, so that part's pretty cool. And they're adding like Jakku and some other like sequel trilogy stuff to that mode, which will be pretty cool. I feel like it's about time that we got a new Star Wars like ship fighter game yeah we haven't had one of those in a long time no. like we need a new like rogue squadron or x-wing or something like that yeah uh because i really liked those games back in the day those ones were great what was the one that was on the nintendo 64 um that was rogue squad was that rogue squadron yeah okay i, I played a shit ton of that game yeah i played a shit i wore out the demo on every gamecube kiosk that i could find uh <laughs> for rogue whatever whatever it was yeah on the GameCube, because that game was super fun. And it was just like the mission where you try to blow up the Death Star was on the demo. And so I just played that over and over and over again at every game, the GameCube kiosk I could find at every store that I went into. But I never owned yeah, a GameCube. I mean, so. we got like so many new ships that they could work with and yeah. stuff into it. I'd like to see one of those come back. That would be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really play it. Like, I got a, a Sega Genesis Mini <laughs> for Christmas. I haven't even opened it. Uh, I'm excited too. I want like never owned a Genesis. I want to play those games. You know, oh, I've played some Sonics before, like on re-release. Like I have Sonic One re-released on yeah, like all... Game Boy Advance, yeah. and I think I probably played Sonic Two on my phone or something like that. But I'm excited to like sit down and actually like play some of them and play some of the other ones that I never got a chance to play uh, that are on there because it's a pretty sweet collection. But... Yeah, I remember the lineup being pretty good in the end. Yeah, because did you ever play yours? No, I mean I I like took it out and put out for like display purposes but i yeah. never hooked it up because uh, i mean i have like access to most of those games yeah on various other means like actually owning the cartridges and stuff yeah. and i have like the uh analog system so i could just play them like the, those instead of having to go through the the that thing yep um at least anyone that would i would want to play yeah i can play on other things yeah. So that for me like at that point just buying it was just to put it like for display on display next yeah. to my Nintendo and Super Nintendo and PlayStation Mini kind yeah. of thing. Uh, which is totally fair. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to play that, though, but I hadn't touched it. And then the other, the only other video game thing that I did was I saw Jumanji, the next Jumanji, uh, which is obviously video Wait, game what it was adjacent. Called, was it? No, it's the, the, the next final, level. Or, yeah, next level. Yeah, it's the next. Yeah, the next level. I just call it Jumanji, the next. Jumanji two two. Two Manji, the next Jumanji, three. Technically, Jumanji three. Yeah. Well, if you don't count Zathura, I don't because it's oh. not called Jumanji. It's okay. a spinoff. It's in the same universe, but it's a spinoff. Hmm. So I don't, I don't count it. It's like how the Skywalker, you know, analogy doesn't count Rogue One or Solo. Like same universe, you know, some characters overlap, but it's it's not it's not considered part of the numberedness. So. Uh, and it was fine. It was a fun movie. I if you liked the second Jumanji, the first, you know, whatever the the first level, um, <laughs> then uh, it's the exact same movie. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah, uh, you're gonna die. It's it's the same movie. Uh, it's you get to Jumanji and you have to get a jewel to the end of the game, and then when you reach the end, you say Jumanji and you're back. Yeah, you did. I mean, beat it's what the board game was. I don't think you can change it up too much. No, but like was, the, but the was... board game was like. That that was at least different because that was the board game coming into the real world as opposed to going into the board game and playing it like a board game, hmm. whereas this is like going into the video game and playing it like a video game. Uh, so it's pretty much the the same movie. 
That was The Rock as Danny DeVito. The Rock as uh, Danny DeVito was great because he even talks like this. Like he gives like his own little like New York spin accent like to kind of talk. Which Danny DeVito doesn't have. He kind of like, he kind of does. He kind of has like a New York kind of like accent. I think, like, I think he's Italian. I know, but like <laughs> it's just kind of like that's just kind of how he talks a little bit. Uh, and so The Rock kind of puts his spin on it like that. Uh, Kevin Hart as Danny Glover was pretty good because he just talks very slow and <laughs> matter-of-factly. Uh, which is really funny because he's supposed to like be giving clues and like helpful hints as the like zoologist character in the game. But he's like, you know what's terrible about snakes? And they're like, could you tell us faster, please? And he's <laughs> like, I'm getting to it. <laughs> Uh, so there's a lot of comedy there. Uh, Jack Black plays the um, the fridge, the the football player character from the first movie, and that's really funny because uh, it's just a different thing for him to do and kind of like play up, you know, the fact that he's like I I really enjoyed him as teenage girl Jack Black in the first one, uh, and this one's just as good. <laughs> Proven uh, how much range he has. So he's such a good actor. He can be Jack Black. He yeah. can be a teenage girl <laughs> yeah he can be a teenage african-american football star it's totally fine he can do it all it's great um and like they, they change it up enough where you're like okay they did some cool things and they they set it up for a, a third one and i you know the third one i think could be pretty cool uh so depending on where they actually take the setup uh it could be a pretty good third like fourth movie in the jumanji <laughs> franchise uh, but yeah if you if you haven't seen it and you at all like the first one Definitely worth a watch. Not necessarily needed for the theater experience, though I did go uh, to, with rumble seating. So I went in the D box. Was that so, good? Yeah, it was fine. Like, there were there were smaller points where they're just, like, talking. Oh, and those will extend for a little bit. And then you'll hit an action scene and you'll just be like, oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus. I forgot there was. That did not go well at all. <laughs> Damn. It's just like, that did all kinds of falling over on my shelf there. And I'm not even close to the shelf to where that would have done it, but I'm having a real bad day with my figures. I found one broken on the floor earlier. That one just fell in the middle of the show. This is, I'm really sad inside. <laughs> my heart hurts. I don't want to continue. I'm stopping everything. <laughs> Nothing broke, though, I don't think. The shield know, fell off. That's part of it's it. a shield. Oh, okay. Um, so Was that, is it supposed to be attached? No, it's just like clipped on. Okay. It's like a Captain America shield bit, I think. I'll, I'll look at it later. Uh, I'll let you talk, and then I'll look at it. So I won't listen to you. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much all I did. Uh, so Joe, what have you done the last two weeks? Eh, not much. Okay, cool. I'm going to get up and look at them. You do you want to pause it? Eh, nah, yeah. Okay, crisis averted. Everything is fine. Uh, shield fell off of a Spider-Man pop figure, but other than that, we're okay. So... Hopefully, nobody move. Nobody make any giant sun movements. It wasn't me this time. Don't mimic any rumble seating, Joe, if you had planned to in your uh, ongoing thing. Um, but, okay, so that was that was a distraction. So, anyways, there was turbulence on the planet of hand. I started shaking really hard. <laughs> Damn it, no. Uh, so, yeah, Joe, well, tell, tell us all about where you've been, what you've done, uh, and how much money you've spent. <laughs> I don't want to tell that part. <laughs> But that's what the that's what the fans really want to know because like obviously you are a person that like routinely on the show will come in and be like so I bought a bunch of things and we'll talk about them so uh, I bought a bunch of things and this was a vacation specifically designed around buying a bunch of things so yeah. uh, Joe how was how was the Far East uh I, it was it was great um the plane ride there was an absolute fucking nightmare 
because uh, it was 16 hours in the middle seat. So it was like hell and I was super tired getting onto the plane. Yeah. The middle seat not... of the middle section. Yeah. Uh, and I could not sleep a fucking wink the entire time. Um, and then it took me like two days to readjust to uh, the time change. Uh, but then after that, uh, it was fucking great. Um, I mean, Japan isn't like, you know, being in Tokyo isn't significantly different from being in New York. I remember for like one of the things I said to John when I was first getting there, I was like, you know, it does kind of feel like, you know, it doesn't feel that different from being in New York. Uh, just a very cleaner New York and like a very quieter, less noisy New York. So it's a city that does sleep, is what you're saying. Yes, okay, yes. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, like you said, I wasn't really like I was there to buy stuff. Yeah, that was the big goal. I mean, you of were there trip. for vacation. Oh well, yeah, like, and like to see Japan and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, I mean, every time I ever think of Japan, I always think about like all of the. I can't uh, wait to go to the Gundam store. It's yeah, be so like, I want to go. I want to go to that Gundam store that has a giant Gundam statue out front. I yeah. want to go to Akibara, which has all of like the classic video game stores and stuff. I want to yeah. go find like all the uh, weird uh, Japanese action figures that you can't get over here. You have to import them, kind of thing. I want to go to the physical store of the online marketplace where I purchase all my figures, so I don't have to pay for shipping. Yep. <laughs> exactly that so yeah i mean a large part of it was uh shopping and on the first day that i was there i spent 800 dollars on stuff good god yeah yeah i i spent a lot of money on this trip i mean the trip itself was already expensive just getting there and for the hotel and stuff and then buying stuff afterwards uh it started to hurt after a while how many extra suitcases did you bring with you just the one uh i brought uh one suitcase full of clothes and one big suitcase that was empty for filling up stuff. Yeah. And then I had to go and buy a duffel bag. Cause it's I a pretty good duffel up. bag. I saw the duffel bag. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was sitting there and I was like, all right, I've already filled up my suitcase. And I still have a lot more stuff I want to buy. So I ended up, uh, instead of, you know, just carrying around. Well, I mean, like, while I was there, I was carrying around my backpack. But I was like, I can go buy a duffel bag. And then I can use that as my carry-on. Just throw my backpack in there. And then still fit a bunch of stuff in the duffel bag. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I was spending a lot of money on a lot of games. Um, one of the first places that me and John went when we got there was to Super Potato, which is, um, like, a well-known used video game store mm-hmm. in Japan. Um, there's two of them. Uh uh, one in Ikebukuro, I think it was, was the first place that we went to. And then another one in uh, Akibara, uh, which is kind of like the the, the place where all... Of, yeah, the yeah. mecca of nerdy shit that you want to buy when you're in Japan. Like yep. nerdy Japanese culture stuff. Yeah, I know nothing about like Japanese culture or anything about Japan, really. But I know about Akihabara, mm-hmm. and that's where you go if you want to buy all of your used old video games and collectibles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, first day we went to uh, Super Potato... Um, the, the one in Ikebukuro, which is like the smaller super potato. This mm-hmm. one was only one floor. Um, but fuck. It, it's small. It's jam-packed. Like, there's barely mo- room to move around inside of that place. But it is fucking jam-packed with tons of fucking games. And, yeah, first thing I did was just like, ah, shit. Like, I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. Um, there I bought a uh, Dragon Quest DS, uh, 3DS. Yep. Because um, you need one since the regular DS is... 3DS is not region free. Yeah, Game Boy games are region free and DS games are region free, but 3DS games are not. It's the, like kind of the only one I think that's region exclusive. If you don't count like the, um, the Famicom and Super yeah. Famicom, um, so yeah, I had to to buy one of those just so that I could play like my DS games. 
Um, and it was a pretty good deal. It was only like 70 bucks. The screen's a little scuffed up and it was missing the stylus, but otherwise it's in pretty decent shape. Um, I'm kind of disappointed. I thought I remember reading or like seeing stuff that said that you can change the settings to English on the DS. Um, so at least like the menus were in English, but it turns out that you can't. I didn't realize that. I thought you could. I mean, I already know what the layout of the DS looks like because I've used mine. So I know what everything is. But I thought I could switch it to the U.S. layer to English, but I, I, I couldn't. That is weird, right? Because, like, when you buy an American 3DS... like It has, like, every language on yeah, it. Yeah, including Japanese, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. So it seems weird that you wouldn't be able to do... Like, it seems weird that you'd only be able to select the language of the region it's good for. Yeah. You'd think it'd be the other way around. Yeah. But you're right. Like, you know the menu. You know how it works. Mm-hmm. So and, like, can... everything's icons that I on it that I, like, instantly can look at, like, the little gear and be like, all right, I know that's the menu system and i know yeah. that's the shop because it's a shopping bag and i know this kind of stuff well and i think ultimately if you had to change like a setting specifically in there you could probably put it side by side with your american one and i would think the buttons would be the same or at least the icons would be the same so yeah the layout is up. exactly the same yeah um and then yeah a, a ton of different uh, games uh, like uh, at, at first that one i bought like a whole bunch of um there's a franchise there that is like a combination of a bunch of japanese stuff so it's like godzilla ultraman uh common rider and gundam but like little chibi versions they do have a bunch of games that are that i bought a bunch of copies of that um because like when you buy things there it's so much cheaper than it is if you want to try and import it into america yeah and then also like not having to pay on shipment kind of thing so like a two dollar game there becomes a twelve dollar game if i want to buy it in america kind of thing so i would just like all right, I'm just going to start fucking throwing things in my cart and get them now while like, I can kind of thing. Have you thought about how much money you would have sh- saved on import tax and shipping and to see if like the cost of the plane ticket canceled it out? Where like, oh, it's kind of like it was a – like because I would have bought these things at home sitting on my couch. But like I got to experience Japan and it's kind of about the same. Yeah. I mean ultimately just the trip was worth it. Well, like, yeah. Even if I didn't bring anything back. Yeah. Like, being there and like seeing all the stuff – I wasn't sure if you've, like, done the math out while you're balancing your checkbook for all the money you did spend. Like, okay, this would have been $10 more. Like, this would have been $15 more. Like, oh, I I added up $2,000 right there. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's that much, but it probably did get pretty close at that point. Um, I I know that when I got back, I started looking up the prices of things that I didn't end up buying there. Because there was a lot of stuff that I intended to buy, and I ended up not just because... Like I said, I bought so much stuff that early, like, I filled my suitcase in, like, the first three days. And you were there for two weeks. <laughs> and I was there for two weeks. Yeah. And I kept finding, like, more and more stuff. So, like, I was constantly, like, playing a game of Tetris yeah. where I was, like, trying to rearrange things inside of my suitcase to make more and more room for all the other stuff. Because it wasn't just, like, video games. I also bought a ton of action figures. I bought a ton of, like, ton of like souvenirs. I bought a bunch of candy to bring back for people. Like, yeah, I got a bunch of... Uh... Weird Kit Kats, which mm-hmm. was my one request. Yeah. I want Weird Kit Kats. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was on top of like all the other stuff. So I was like constantly trying to make more and more room for different things. Because um, I was like, you know, if I have to mail this stuff back, it's going to just completely offset the the, the shipping costs I yeah. would have had to like spend at that point. But yeah, because you probably have to pay more because you're you're not like a bulk shipper. You just have to go to the you know Japanese post office and be like, "Can I have a box, please?" And they're like, "Okay, it's way more than you thought it was going to be." Mm, yeah, I know. Um, so there was like a bunch of stuff that I like didn't end up buying that mm-hmm. I was thinking about buying and looking at, and 
Yeah, like I said, when I got home, I like look at the price of the stuff. If I were to buy it now, then I'm back in America, and I'm like, man, this is like twice as much as it would have been if I had just bought it there. You yeah. Know? One of the things I wanted to buy was um, an, an actual Famicom system and a Famicom disc system uh, to like go with it. Yep. And like it was about would have cost like a hundred dollars for the two of them there. Like they're a hundred bucks a piece, you know, here. Yeah. Kind of thing. So it's, it'd be twice as much to buy them now that I'm back home. So did you get one? No. Okay. Cause at that point, like, like I said, my suitcase was like too full and I was like, I can't make room for these yeah. at this point. Cause if I were to buy them now, I would have to ship them home and it would have cost me like $120 to ship them home. Yeah. So the same price either way. Yeah. So I was like, well, like, at least now I don't have to worry about it kind of thing. Yeah. But there was also, like, tons of other things. One of the, like, there's a big cultural thing there of Gashapon, which is just coin machine stuff. Yeah. Like, the kind of coin machines where you put a quarter in and you get a rubber ball out of it when you Yeah, turn you the see it at the supermarket and, like, Walmart. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And by the entrances. Yep. They're all over the place there. They just, like, line the streets. Um, and they're filled with all sorts of every type of, like, you know, franchise. There's a million Gundam ones, a million Dragon Ball ones, a million Kamen Rider ones, and all sorts of different things. And um, I was buying a bunch of those while I was there. Um, and I was like, oh, I, like, I didn't get this one, and I didn't get this one. I was trying to, like, get certain sets and stuff. And so I, like, came home, and they're, like, you know, $5, dollar to $5 there. I came home, and I was like, oh, well, I should look up the ones I didn't end up getting and see how much they cost. And they're, yeah. like, $25 to buy them now that I'm back home. Yeah. Well, they're probably rarity thing drives the price up. and Or just, well, like, a generic, like, you a blind bag one, and they'll ship it to you. Well, uh, like, when, you, when you're when you there, because they're so prevalent all over the place, you can actually just go to stores that just sell them, like, in bags that you can just buy oh, them okay. off the thing. As opposed yeah. to getting them out of the coin machine where it's randomized. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you can just go, and they're just, like, on the racks in, like, bags. You know, for, like, you know, if it's something that is a $5 coin, it could be, like, 6 to $10 kind yeah, of thing yeah. for, the like, the other ones. Um, But, yeah, just, like, you know, it's 6 to $10 there, but then... On top of that, another like twelve dollars shipping to get it back to America, kind of thing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, "Fuck! Like I should have bought these while I was there because now there's so much more." So yeah, like all of the stuff that I bought, uh, and I, I showed you, I brought all of the games that I bought yep. with me here, and it's a big duffel bag. It's the duffel bag that I bought yeah, filled it's with a good, games. It's a good duffel bag. Imagine all those games now tack on ten dollars on top of it, kind of thing. Yeah. That big pile of games that's in the other room. It's that's how much like I saved on those kind of things. Yeah. But then there's always like the would I have bought these if they weren't right in front of me kind of thing. Mm, yeah. But that's the thing is like you might have bought we might have gone to like a retro game show or something like that and they would have been right in front of you for double the price and you would have bought them. Yeah. True. So like from that standpoint, you mm. know, you went there specifically looking for things and you came home with things. So yeah. Job, job well done. Yeah, yeah. And I got a lot of things that I was looking for. So, like, things that I went there specifically looking for. Um, I bought a bunch of Kamen Rider games, but there was a Kamen Rider game on the Super Famicom that was, like, a side-scroll and beat-em-up kind of Double Dragon-style one. Yeah. Easy to understand when you can't speak the language. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was one I was looking for. Uh, there's a game. It's Kamen Rider Bat Ride War for the PlayStation 4, which is a Dragon uh, Dynasty Warriors-type Kamen Rider game I picked mm -hmm. up. That was one. Uh, Taiko Drum Master for the Nintendo Switch, um, which with drum with the well the drum I had to buy like oh, separately, okay, yeah, yeah. but um, the Japanese version of the game has more songs on it uh, than the American one. It yep. did come out in America, 
Um, but I wanted the Japanese one to get all the extra songs because it has like anime intro songs and stuff. And the drums were never sold in America, so I had to buy those while I was there. And that was one of those things where like if I were to buy them in America, it would have been $30 more than it was in Japan. Yeah, for sure. Easy. Yeah. Um, so like I was glad to get that. Um, I found an interesting game that I had no idea existed, but now that I know it existed, I'm really excited to at least try it. I won't be able to understand it. But like conceptually, I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. It's a, a, a like a game that I didn't even know existed. Um, I saw it at the store. I didn't know what it was. I picked it up. I looked at the back, and it was like a game that just had like a, a very obscure looking cover. But on the back, it had like Common Rider, uh, Godzilla, um, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, like a bunch of different like giant monster type things. Yeah. Kaiju. Kaiju. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this game? So I look it up. And it's actually, like, a spinoff of the Disaster Report series, which is, like, a game series in Japan. They've released a couple of them in America, which is just, like, you're just playing a person trying to survive a disaster. Mm-hmm. Like, Disaster Report, the first one, is just uh, an earthquake, destroys a city, and you have to try and stay alive. Uh, the second one is Raw Danger, which I think is, like, a typhoon hits, and you have to try and survive that. Uh, this one is you're just trying to survive as giant monsters attack the city. So, like, you're just playing a regular person running through the streets as, like, Godzilla fights uh, Rodan above you, like, knocking buildings around and stuff. Like, you're just trying to stay alive while Ultraman fights a giant alien, while, like, Evangelion fights an angel. Yeah. Uh, and you're just like, oh fuck, shit's going on. I'm like, yeah, oh, this game sounds, down. yeah, this game sounds fucking cool. Yeah. And like, I watch like gameplay footage, and they're just like running down the street as like cars are being thrown through the air, and you're like trying to dodge cars from landing on you, kind of thing. Yeah, and like you were, the box art is very nondescript. Like the front of it is just like scary looking eyes and a black silhouette of just nothing. something big. Yeah. Uh, and then flip it. So I was like, oh, what's this game? Like, it almost gave me like a Resident Evil kind of vibe to it. Mm. Uh, so I was like, oh, what is this? And I flipped it over and I was like, wait, Ultraman and Godzilla? And it's the Neon Genesis robot monster thing? Oh, I've never seen it. <laughs> uh, and I was like, okay, this seems cool. And then I, I looked at it, like, we were looking at it with the Google Translate, like, camera <laughs> option. And it was just like, survive from things bigger than that of a human. And I'm like, okay. Pretty apt description. It is bigger than that of a human, the size, and I'm not that size. So survival would be important in this situation. Yeah, I did watch um, like some YouTube videos of people playing like a English version of it, which I'm assuming is like a mod, uh, like a fan translation kind of uh-huh. thing. But I don't know how you do that on a PlayStation, so it must be on PC. Probably. Yeah, I don't know if the game was released on PlayStation or on PC, um, but apparently there is an American version of it. So I want to try and see if I can find that. Track it but down. like just having it, I was like, I didn't know this existed. It seems really cool. So now I'm like excited to have it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I got a fucking million games in there. Like uh, some things, like little things, like I bought a Japanese copy of Tetris in the box. Yeah. Just because I was like, oh, it's fucking that's Tetris. Fun. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Cool, I'll buy that. We'll all buy Tetris a million times. So it makes, I've already, yeah, yeah I've already bought sense. it like a hundred times. Yeah. But I might as well own like the the, the original tiny little box. one. Yeah. Well, I guess the Russian version would be the original version. Yeah, technically, yes. Yeah, but everyone knows it from the Game Boy. Correct. So I was like, this is kind of like a little piece of history. Yeah. Uh, I bought you a copy of um, Link's Awakening. Yes. On the Game Boy DX. Color, the yeah. DX version of it, because uh, it was your game of the year this year. Yeah. Yes, it was. The Switch version. Yep. 
So I was like, oh, this. No, is the Japanese uh, Game Boy Color version was actually my game of the year this year. Oh shit! Yeah. All right, it's a good thing. Oh, that means you already have one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to burst your bubble when you Fuck. gave it to me. But yeah, you miss. You misheard me when we recorded that that podcast. Fuck. Um, no, that was very nice of you. It will go right up there on the Nintendo shelf next to the eight bit Link and uh, other amiibos. <laughs> Uh, like one of the, but, but one of the things, like so, the, uh, no, as I was saying, I was like saving a ton of money buying them uh, yeah, over saving. there. Saving, you didn't do finger quotes, but I'm gonna do them for you. Saving. Yeah. But one of the things was, um, I, I like every night I kept going back to Akibara just to like walk around a little bit more because there were so many different shops there. Yeah. And, like I kept you know finding new shops every single time. My last day, I walked by a shop that I had like walked by that street or like that area every night there and yeah. i never saw this store that was there and i was like oh shit like how did i miss this like place called like the game dungeon or whatever it was like right here you know it was called games for joe and somehow <laughs> you just didn't see it like it even said it in english which you probably would have thought weird and then i did see a thing that was something like that but i don't remember what it was i think i took a picture of it games by joe joe's games. it was it was something joe Joe's Gaming Emporium. Uh, it was called the New York Joe Exchange. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the New York Joe. And like the O, the o is, is a recycling. recycled symbol. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what that is, but I'm wondering if there's the... New York me's running around. Oh my goodness. The New York Joe's. Hey, get out of here. Yeah. Um, what's, what's going on? This is how New York Joe talks. <laughs> Uh, but see, I, like I kept going back and finding more and more shops to shop at. Yeah. Um, and the like the big thing or like the the like soul crushing thing was I would always go to a shop and find something I had already bought for cheaper and like a say, better version of it. Yeah. Like what what was your well like what was your game plan going through in terms of like buying things? Were you just like if I see it, I'm buying it. I don't care. Or were you even think because like when we went to the retro game thing. There was the thought of like, well, I'm not going to buy this right now because there's I a million other boots boost, yeah. for cheaper. And that's obviously a lot easier to do in a contained space where you're like you're there for the day and you can see everything. Whereas you're in a city and there's no way to see everything, not even in the two weeks that you're going to be there. So like, what was your thought going through? Did you want to try to like haggle? Not haggle because obviously that's not a thing that you can do over there, right? Especially because I can't speak the language. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're very like – bargain hunt i guess so to speak like were you planning to do that at all or were you just kind of like if i seize it i buys it well like initially like i said um i spent a ton of money like right away i think we went to uh, ikabukuro early and then we went to akibara on like the first day yeah um just because we were like oh let's just go because that's like the thing to do yeah um, and we're gonna come back so let's well like in, initially like i wasn't thinking will i be coming back because i was like there's so much to do i don't know if i'll be coming back here kind of thing uh, you know because i kept thinking like oh well I'll, i'm gonna go here the next day i'm gonna go here the next day i'm gonna go here yeah. the next day so i wasn't really sure how much i would be coming back i didn't really plan on coming back every single night like i ended up doing so like right away initially i just kind of bought a bunch of stuff um, the like stuff that I eight hundred dollars worth, of stuff. yeah, eight hundred dollars <laughs> worth of stuff, and then yeah, afterwards, like I kept coming back and finding more stores, and then finding like other things. Like I said, on the very last night, I found like a store that was like tucked away, way in the back, 
um, that had like crazy good prices on a bunch of things I had already bought. And I was like, oh, fuck, fuck. Of course, I'd find this on the last night. Of course. I was like, I bought this game for like $40. It's $20 here. Uh, like I bought this, like a used copy of this game for like $35, but they have a new copy of the collector's edition with all of the stuff uh, for $40 here kind of thing. Uh, so I, I did end up like doing that where like, I kept finding things over and over again going like, oh, fuck, fuck. I could have bought this like here kind of thing. Yeah. But like in the end, you know, it wasn't the end of the world. Uh, what was the, what was like your favorite game that you purchased? Like the, the thing that you were most excited to have gotten um, while you were over there? Probably the Common Rider, like side-scrolling fighting game. Yeah. The one for the Super Famicom. Uh, that was the one I was kind of really looking forward to. And I had a hard time like finding a copy. It was one of the ones where like I found it early on. And then I said like, I'm going to wait until I find a cheaper one. And then I never found it anywhere else wow. <laughs> kind of thing. So eventually I like had to find my way back to that first place. I didn't remember where it was. Yeah, of course. And then I eventually refound it and bought it there. And then, of course, like the next day I found it somewhere else, but for like the same price. It yeah. wasn't like significantly cheaper. Um, so that was probably the one I was like most excited to like find and actually get. Uh, the one that I was talking about, the, the, the one with like you're just trying to survive that stuff. Yeah. Um, the fact that I didn't know that even existed yeah. um, made me like really excited to have found it. So that was a good one. Uh, the the Tycho Drum Master with the drums, uh, that's one of the ones I was most happy for. Um, and then, like, a lot of other stuff is just extra stuff. Like, I bought the first three Dragon Quest games just yeah, because. Just to have them, yeah. Just, yeah, why not? Um, a bunch of those SD Gundam games, the, like, little super deformed Gundam ones. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of, like, other random things that I bought. Uh, I bought all four Legend of Starfy games. Yep. Uh, which is, a, like, a, an actual, like, Nintendo franchise that. We only got one of the games mm -hmm. here in America. On the DS, I believe. Yeah, yeah, the DS one. There were three Game Boy Advance ones and a DS one. We only got the DS one. Yep. Um, so, yeah, a lot of stuff uh, I'm very like happy with. Other stuff is just like for collector purpose. A lot of stuff I actually want to play. Um, the Common Rider Dynasty Warriors game, uh, I was actually playing that last night and I had a lot of fun with it. Nice. Um, uh, like other uh, game-wise of stuff, I... Visited a bunch of arcades while I was there. I uh, played a lot of like rhythm-based games. There was like a Japanese version of Guitar Hero that me and John played a lot of. Um, a thing about like the arcade games there, like you get a lot of play out of them for the money you put in compared yeah. to America. Like when you, you know, if you were to play a game like that in America, you get like one song for every dollar you put into it. Yeah, there, like, probably. They let you play like five songs for a dollar. Oh, cool. Yeah. I played one rhythm game because there's a lot of rhythm games. Yeah, uh, that was really cool. It's like a, it was a giant touchscreen disc around the outside, and then the notes come like down the screen, and you have to like touch. So it's not just like pressing the buttons right in front of you. There, it's a giant circle around you. Yeah, that you're like moving your hands around, like touching all the aspects of the the circle as the notes come, trying to like keep them into the rhythm kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was really cool. Uh, I played a like mech fighting game where you actually like get inside the mech suit and control it with like levers and buttons and like switches and stuff. That Same. was really cool. So the arcades are they're all over yeah. there, and there's like a ton of different things. Like, you know, when we were in Nakibara, there's like five Sega World arcade things that like area or uh, buildings that are like five stories tall, just filled with games. Um, crane games are really big there. 
Yeah, but they're crane games you're supposed to be able to win, right? Isn't that what I think yeah, you John actually, was explaining? Yeah, they're actually, like, easy to win. Yeah. Uh, the only thing was, like, I didn't really want to win anything out of that. Yeah, you didn't have any room. I had no room. Yeah. I'm, like, looking at it going, like, oh, I want that, like, giant Dragon Ball dragon, like, stuffed animal. Nope. But then I was like, but what the fuck am I going to do with it? Yeah, where are you going to keep that? Yeah. Where are you going to put it? You can pretend it's, like, your neck pillow on the plane. Be like, no, 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 this is... This is not a stuffed animal. This is a neck pillow. You know, it's that could have probably worked. Probably could have worked. It probably yeah. would have been a much more comfortable neck pillow than the one I actually got. Yeah, there you go. See? Um, in terms of games, was there anything besides, like you already mentioned, the Famicom and the Famicom disc system. Was there anything else that either you didn't find or that you just, like, couldn't bring yourself to spend or size thing besides those that you, like, feel that you missed out on or were sad you didn't get? Um, I, you know, there were, like, a lot of um, – con- controllers in different mm. colors that were never available in america oh yeah that i constantly kept seeing and going like oh fuck like there was like a teal um gamecube controller that we never got there yeah and those are region free like those don't yeah those those will work just fine yeah um that i remember looking at going like oh fuck i really want that controller that's nice like lots of different um like nintendo 64 controllers and stuff uh like in good shape you yeah. know it's hard to find like good shape and 64 controllers around yeah. here nowadays but there'd be like ton of them there. So like it was a lot of like controllers and stuff I kept seeing that I was like, oh, I really want those. And then like a lot of like collector editions of games, mm-hmm. like Japanese collector editions. Yeah. Like I saw the Japanese collector edition of um, uh, Link's Awakening, the one that came with the steel book that looked like a Game Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I saw that there and I was like, oh, like I want that, but it's such a big box. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then like the astral chain collection edition that we never got in america either so there was a, like a lot of those things where i was like i don't got room for all of this shit yeah yeah, yeah. uh what about figures did you get any uh good figures like, what yeah. was your prize take home for figures i got a lot of figures as well um mostly common rider i assume because that's yeah, kind of the uh, kick that you've been on recently yeah i think it was pretty much all common rider figures i ended up coming home um uh, and for like crazy good prices compared to what I would have had to pay to get them here. Yeah. Like I got a, 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 a figure that's normally like $150 for 40 bucks because like they said it was, it had an imperfection on it that I don't know what the, like I was like, the, the guy says like, Oh, there's like a problem with the joint on the inside. There's like a, a, a mark on it. And I like looking at it going like, I don't even know what mark he's talking about. Yeah. But if it's enough to knock $90 off the price or $110 off the price, Sure, why not? No deal. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I bought a bunch of figures. Those were the ones that was, like, the hardest because they come in, like, not big boxes, but big enough to, like, make fitting them into the box kind of hard or mm-hmm. into the suitcase kind of hard. And then constantly worrying, like, is this going to get crushed on, like, the way home kind of thing? Yeah. Because if I'm dropping so much money on all these figures. Yeah, you want to make sure that they last. Yeah. Make sure <clears> they don't get, make it like, all the way home. Up. Yeah. You and those were another one for anything. Yeah, and those were yeah, and then those were the ones that like I got super paranoid about buying ones because I was like, well, I don't know if I'm gonna like find it for cheaper at another store yeah. kind of thing because there's a lot of places for buying those those as well. One because already to your point of view, they're cheaper because they're you're not paying shipping, you're not paying import tax, like you're not on some like secondary website, like you're just you're there it's in a store, me, like holding yeah. It, yeah. And it, I, I would assume that if, if it is something that you can find at multiple stores, it may not have the same rarity that it would in an online marketplace. So, like, the prices could fluctuate wildly from what you're used to seeing. So, you don't even know, like, okay, is this $40 a good price or is this, like, the high end of what these go for over here? I honestly don't know. Yeah, and then, you know, when it comes to buying them, like, 
importing there's only like really three websites that you can import yeah, these exactly. figures from but when you're there there's 40 stores around you that are just selling them mm. you know that you can buy them from so it's the kind of thing where like i don't know what this store considers their price versus the store that i buy them from yeah like i you know i buy myself off a site called mandarake and all of these other stores can have a very differing like opinion of what these cost to them, like to them kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I, you know, they did because I would go to one place and I'd be like, "Oh, the, this figure's eighty bucks here. It's sixty bucks here. Oh, it's fifty over here." Kind yeah. of thing. So I, it was very like uh, paranoid about buying those ones kind of thing. And then by the end of it, I was like going like, "Should I go back to like those places and just buy like?" That one that I wanted before, but not now, because I might as well just grab it while I can get it for thirty bucks cheaper, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, because you know, the second you're gonna get home, you're gonna look it up, and it's gonna be more expensive, like the gotcha figures and everything, and you're mm-hmm. just gonna kick yourself. And yeah, and I, that's what I was doing all day yesterday. It was like constantly going, like, oh, I'm just gonna check eBay and see what this. Is. Fuck, fuck! I should have bought that when I could have. Fuck. Yep. Ah, damn it. But Sucks. Uh, in the end, the the trip was. Uh, fucking great like you know i've i've pretty much only ever really been in america yeah you know uh, I, up until a few years ago i I'd never even left connecticut mm-hmm. so like i've been traveling a lot more and this was definitely an experience to like travel you know that far to a completely different place yeah and you know the seeing all the you know I, one of the things i love doing was going to like all the japanese temples and stuff and sometimes it's really fucking weird going to like these ancient old japanese temples like surrounded by skyscrapers kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, because they're just like in the middle of the city, but it's yeah. obviously this like untouched, undisturbed like sanctuary almost in the middle of... Yeah, that are hundreds of years old, just surrounded by these skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very interesting to see that because like America is, is a young country still. Like we don't have a lot of... You're very spry. <laughs> yeah. Vibrant. Well, we don't have like a lot of like ancient stuff, no. you know? So it no, is very... We, we took care of that. <laughs> That's... Uh, yeah, it's a rough yeah, part of the history. The collar a little bit. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, we don't have like a lot of the like ancient cultural stuff no. of, of America kind of thing to, to look at. So it is so weird to like see all of this yeah. really old stuff. Yeah. Because I mean, I also haven't been like to Europe and like. Italy yeah, you get a lot of that in Europe that. where you're like, oh, you like you realize that like, oh, Notre Dame Cathedral is older than America. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh okay, things that did exist before. Yeah. You know. 1776 <laughs> yeah and i mean even there like when you're looking they uh in japan they would have this things that said like oh this this tea house was built in like 14 something or other i'm yeah. just like fuck this one building is fucking 600 years old that's yeah. nuts that was before columbus even discovered america yeah crazy mm-hmm. uh nice well i'm glad you had a good time joe uh we'll have much more on the adventures of joe and john in japan uh, in a couple of weeks when we get john back on here because he may not be on next week's. Uh, we'll see. He comes back today or tomorrow from Japan. Uh, but it's got family things and Christmases and stuff. Yeah, uh, up for. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have more on, you know, some of the other cultural things you guys did. Some of the sights and sounds and food. We haven't even touched on food yet. Oh, so we'll, food. we'll do that, I think, when John food comes so back. Good. 
um, and we'll see what what he purchased and what uh, kind of the things he got into up in Japan. So uh, stay tuned for more from Joe and John in Japan in the subsequent weeks uh, here on the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Uh, but we'll jump now into the lightning round, not lightning round for this week. It's been a few weeks since we've had one of those, since we had our pre-recorded episodes prior. Uh, so first up, lightning round. Uh, we got a little uh, shuffle over there at, uh, at EA. Some studio heads are moving to new studios, but still within the family. Uh, yeah, so um, Vince Zampella, I believe it's yep. pronounced. Uh, you know him as the guy from the chair at E3 <laughs> two years ago. I like ago. it because the, uh, the article is just the picture of him like, yes. awkwardly sitting there. Studio audience member Vince Zampella. <laughs> uh, head of uh, Respawn uh, is now going to be uh, leading up Dice's uh, Dice LA studio. Yep. Uh, it's called Dice LA. It's obviously in Los Angeles. Oh, it's not Louisiana? <clears throat> could be Louisiana. Could be you Louisiana. don't know. Uh, but no, it is Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Uh, he, which uh, he said will be rebranded as something else in the future to kind of distinguish it from yeah. DICE itself. Um, they but, should uh, call it like audience member studios <laughs> or like awkward chair studios or something like that to like that would to actually, call back to that. That would have been pretty great if yeah. they, do, they do do that. The thing he'll always be remembered from is they're like, yeah, oh yeah, we got a Star Wars game. It's called fallen order i don't that, that's it that's all i gotta say <laughs> but uh, i'm surprised that he's leaving the head up a new studio because he's kind of riding high right now yeah i mean respawn has had two high profile releases this year yeah between apex and um fallen order i assume apex is going to continue being a, a high note for that studio i assume a fallen is it order still doing like I, I haven't really been paying attention is is apex legend still I feel like it's still played. I don't know how. I don't think it's at the height that it was like that first week or anything like that. But it's still, you know, it's still riding high. I obviously still see more Fortnite things than I do Apex Legend things. But I know that they, you know, adding new characters and new seasons. I know they just had a big uh, Christmas thing because they had it at uh, the Game Awards, the current trailer for their Christmas event. Yeah. So they still like, you know, have some, uh, you know, appeal in the gaming community. Uh, You have to assume a Fallen Order sequel is on the way if it's not already confirmed i'm pretty sure there was like a job posting that hinted that it's almost definitely a possibility but nothing official yet you just have to assume because it was a critically well-received fan well-received game it didn't set up a sequel but it left itself open to sequels yeah yeah like you could tell any kind of random story um obviously there's a finite window of time in which to do so before you start getting into you know other things that we know of in the star wars universe so Mm. You can kind of fill in gaps there if you really wanted to. So yeah, it it does seem weird to to jump over there, unless maybe he there that studio is going to make a Titanfall three because Respawn doesn't have the you know the time to do so or whatever. Since it's an EA property now, they could be doing a Titanfall three. Well, you would think you would want Respawn to do Titanfall three and then have him move off to make something else. Maybe. Yeah, or maybe the new Dice LA is going to do Fallen Order 2. Like, they're all the same. They're all under EA, so they can share assets and move things very easily, I'm sure. Maybe it's going to become Respawn LA. Oh, yeah. You know, to not confuse it with Dice. Yeah. Yeah, which is, that's what he said. He didn't want it to be confused with Dice proper, so he'll call it Respawn LA. Unless Respawn is already in LA, and then it'll be, you know, like Respawn Burbank or something. So, Good old yeah. Burbank. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, confusing a little bit, but, you know. That's cool. He's probably getting a you know uptick in pay, and that'll be fun. Mm. See what comes out of that. I mean, like I said, he's he he at least knows what he's doing right now. Yeah. So, 
They must have uh, confidence in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, lightning round. Got a little feel good story this week. Is a, a member of the gaming community is being immortalized forever in a in a game that they routinely play. Uh, yeah. Um, I had never heard of this lady until this article. Um, but same. But I don't. I don't play this game. So. Yeah. So uh, there's a woman uh, named uh, Shirley Curry. Uh, she is a uh, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim streamer. What is this game? Sky Skyrim? Scrim? Scrim? Yeah. Skyrim. Yeah, she's a, a streamer of Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Uh, she's also an elderly old lady. Um, yes, she, is. she has uh, three quarters of a million YouTube subscribers. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, she just like streams herself as an old lady just putzing around, playing around in Skyrim. Yeah. And she's obviously developed quite a following uh, just on. The, her like quirky takes on the game yeah um and uh i remember back in my day we had to actually walk this far to get to the market and fight with swords <laughs> um i had a pet dragon back in 1932 <laughs> damn the 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 uh 1920s were not nearly as interesting or much more interesting than the now 2020s oh i don't know man we're, we're getting to some interesting times in this new decade World War III is going to start soon. That's going to be fun. Uh, but uh, she's now being added to uh, Skyrim uh, in, in a mod called uh, Shirley, a Skyrim follower mod for the game. Uh, and it's actually going to be her voicing the game or voicing herself in the game. Yeah. She'll be like a follower that can follow you around like your character. Um, so that's, that's pretty interesting. Like this little old lady just playing around the game and then she's developed like such a uh, a presence to the game that yeah. now she gets to be in it. Is she going to just be like a grandma, like following you around? Like, put your coat on. I like, hope so. Come here, dude. Can you got you got some smuts on your face? <laughs> yeah. and Make sure you drink this health potion. Yeah. You can really use it. Yeah, you don't have enough water. <laughs> Eating your raisins, your Skyrim raisins. But like, I mean, the, the, you know, this this lady is an old lady. Do you think that like fifty years ago she would have ever thought? One, that video games would exist, <laughs> and that she would be in one. Well, 50 years ago was 1970, so video games did exist, maybe? When did, like, Pong come out? Uh, yeah, sometime in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, well, probably like, think not. When she was, like, looking at Pong, she was like, I'm going to be in Pong someday. <laughs> I want to be a paddle. <laughs> the paddle's just going to say Shirley. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I would assume that no, that nobody in the early 1970s would have thought... 50 years from now, I'm going to be in a video computer entertainment game that I play routinely while I stream to millions of, like, while millions of people around the world look at me doing so. Like, uh, you couldn't fathom that. Like, I'm going to be on TV, but it's not TV. It's different somehow, but people can still watch me, but it's, so it's like TV, but it's not. I mean, my mom's not as old as this lady and she's just figuring out how phones work. (laughs) Like cell phones or like phones, phones, cell phones. Because like she's had a, a phone, touch phone. phone. Yeah. yeah, she's had she's had them old rotary dial phones for. a She long doesn't time. understand why her iPhone doesn't have a rotary on it. Yeah, like, I don't even know how to do that. Yeah, how does that even work? Um, so like I don't think my mom could have ever conceived herself ever being in a video game. So no. it must be just so fucking weird for this old lady to like find herself in this position. It's just, it's just kind of like sweet. Yeah, I want to hear the like the documentary story about how she got into it. Like, who taught her Skyrim? Where did she get like a gaming computer from? 
how did she learn about streaming? Like, I want to know the backstory of yeah, this. Yeah, like, was it, like, her grandkid just kind of going, like, here, Grandma, give this a try kind of thing? Or or did she, like, buy Skyrim for the kid and was like, can I play Skyrim? Like, I want to learn about the thing, which more parents need to do anyway. Like, play the games your kids want to play. Whether you play with them or separately, like, learn about the thing that they're interested in. Because there's nothing worse than the parent who, like, goes at the holiday season and is like, yeah, I'd like a Skyrim, whatever that is. And they're like, okay, for what system? I don't know. The one, the whatever the new one is that he's got. The the one that he has. Like, we, I don't know what that is. No, the new one. What's the new one that they've got now? They're like, kid's got that one. What's that one? They're like, lady, I don't fucking know. Like, take an interest in your children, for the love of God. <laughs> so, PSA, parents. I, I'm just, invest in your kids. I'm just kind of, like, thinking of... Uh, I'm, like, picturing her grandson, like, with his Twitch channel with, like, ten followers. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, fuck, my grandma has a fucking three quarters of a million followers. Yeah. God damn it. What am I doing wrong? You're not 80. Yeah. That's what you you're not to... an adorable old lady. Yeah. You're the same as every other streamer. You're just a, you're a kid with, you know, a setup. Like, this is a grandma. This is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's fun. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing, like, I, I saw, like, pictures of her with, like, with Todd Howard at, like, uh, the, like the the bethesda studios and so stuff weird. but i'm just like i wonder what todd howard is thinking like what the fuck is this old lady doing here yeah what's going on yeah will todd howard even be gaming into his 70s or 80s like who knows mm. i mean i bet you once again i didn't think uh like stan lee was expecting himself to be in so many video games you know yeah true what's a lego <laughs> 50 years ago what's a lego and what's a video game and why am i in this yeah uh all right lightning round uh we got a couple of lost video games unearthed uh within the last couple of weeks uh the first of which is a prequel to a a much beloved franchise uh yep uh there was a canceled uh portal prequel um that was called what the hell was it called it was called originally f-stop yeah um and it wasn't like a portal game it was more of a prequel about after science yeah like the company that creates the portal guns Mm -hmm. because the game didn't have portal guns at all in it it had a completely different gameplay mechanic yeah it was you moved the camera around to solve the puzzles well it was you had a like a polaroid camera Mm. that you could take pictures of items and then make a like copy of the item and -hmm. then make it appear in the real world but you could like change the size of it compared to like how you moved the image yeah so, like, if you, like, took a picture and then moved it closer, it would make it bigger. Yeah, so, like, the one I saw, uh, which I didn't even realize this what it was. I just saw, like, the GIF of it, and I was like, oh, that's a cool concept. I didn't even realize it was from that game. It was, like, it's a room with a bunch of balls in it, and you take a picture of that room, and then you, like, spin around in the room and hold the Polaroid up and flip it over. And then, like, that then makes the other part of the room, but it almost kind of makes it, like, a hallway that you can, like, walk into and so you could just keep doing that to like move your way around. And I was like, oh, that is actually pretty cool. It does remind me a lot of, I feel like I, we must have talked about it recently. It was Echo Chrome, where like you, it's that puzzle game on, you know, the PlayStation where you move the world and that adds pathways for you to get through doors and stuff like that. So it's kind of the same idea, just with there was a, Polaroid camera. There was a new game shown off at the Game Awards also that had like a kind of That's thing. Why it was we like the about perspective, yeah. perspective thing. It yeah, was all yeah, about yeah. like how you looked at things yep. affected how it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a, yeah, a very similar concept to this. The video yeah. I saw of it was he was taking pictures of – there was like boxes, little boxes on the ground. He was taking pictures and then making them big so that he could – like in various sizes so he could then jump up them yep. kind of thing. 
or uh, like taking a picture of a fan on the ceiling and then putting it on the ground so that you could ride the like air up yeah, to yeah, the yeah. top of the thing. So it was it was a a lot of like different interesting things. Um, it was like seemingly interest like certainly interesting. I just have a feeling that like if they pitched this as a portal prequel, people would have been like, yeah, but where's the portal gun? I don't know, because I feel like there's enough of an interest about the Aperture Science and GLaDOS and that whole, like, world where you could have gotten away with, you know... A new type of yeah. portal game. And then maybe at the end of it, like, the last level, you incorporate both a portal gun and the camera thing because you find the prototype for the portal gun at the end or something like that. Hmm. Uh, I think I think people would have been on board with it. I don't know if it would have done as well or played as well, but I think that the, like, diehard portal crowd would have like eating it up hmm. well either way the game's not coming out um anymore but uh there will be an official like valve backed documentary on the game and like its development and the gameplay of the game mm-hmm. uh coming out uh they gave the source code for the stuff that they had worked on to a uh, documentary studio called lunch house and lunch house is now going to be making a documentary for this game nice uh which is uh, you know cool i guess it's just kind of weird like you don't really see anything like this or like oh like here's a documentary about a game you don't get to play well it's the um i feel like we've gotten a rash of these since the uh death of superman lives which was the documentary about the unfinished uh like jj abrams slash kevin smith slash a million other like nick cage superman movie which i watched that recently and it was a pretty good documentary it was a shame that we didn't get to see that movie but and it is kind of like a, a weird like tease where it's like I bet you think this looks cool, right? And it may have been a terrible game or a terrible movie, but like, I want to see it. Or yeah. like, I want to play it. Like, even if the game sucked, I'd be like, I want to play that, though. It's the same thing I see when I see, like, oh, canceled Daredevil game. It's like, fuck, that does look kind of fun. Yeah. Or like, canceled first person Avengers game. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I would have played that. It seems yeah. kind of cool. Uh, so it's always like a catch 22 with these deleted things because it's like, oh, that footage looks awesome, but it's not real. I'll never get to play it. Uh, well, uh, at least you'll be able to watch it. Uh, the new series is going to be called Exposure. Uh, and it's going to be, I believe... Oh, I get a... it, because cameras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's going to be like a, a documentary on YouTube. Uh, oh, okay. In multiple parts. Nice. So uh, you'll at least get to get an understanding of the game yeah. that uh, you won't get to play. And who knows? I mean, maybe at the end they're like, all right, here's the like alpha version. We're just going to release it free on Valve or whatever. Or... Yeah. If, you know, here it costs five bucks, like, and it goes to something. Or if you pre-order what the Apex or whatever the Ajax, what was the new Alex? Half-Life Alex? Uh, if you pre-order that, you get a copy of this too, or something for Steam. Yeah, or I mean, if yeah, if it has enough hype, we might get a VR version of it. Yeah, you know. Oh, see, so yeah, that'd be really cool in VR. Yeah, yeah. So, so I could see them doing few... something if, especially if it's a popular enough YouTube series where yeah. they're like, oh, clearly. You know, we had a million people per episode or a million views per episode minimum. Like, let's let's throw something together. It doesn't have to be perfect and people understand, but at least it's like a fun thing to experience it. That could be pretty cool. Mm. Uh, I don't think we're going to get that for the next game, uh, though also a game based on a uh, beloved anime slash, is it a manga? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I'm right. I know Japan. Uh, yeah. I know a long lost it. Akira prototype was found for the Sega Master System. Um, uh, I watched gameplay footage of it. It does not look very good. Does it look like Akira? Uh, I mean, it looks like the characters in Akira, but the game is like a 
side-scrolling platformer, but like not a fast, like not a Mario style. Like, did you ever play um, Another World? No. Those like rotoscoped uh, or like Prince of Persia style. Oh, okay. Those like kind of like rotoscoped. Uh, it's just more about like the jumping, climbing, and not really about like actually fighting, but like trying yeah. not to get killed by things. Yeah. Uh, it's very much like that. Uh, it's very slow paced from the thing, which is weird because it's a very fast paced anime. Yeah. Like very action heavy thing. Um, Do you get to ride the motorbike? Uh, I honestly did not get very far in the video just because fair. I was like, my God, this is even boring to watch. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, but it was always kind of interesting to like see these lost games. Yeah. Um, and uh, we we never did download that Lost Wrestling game. No, that's all on you. Like it's available now, but like you're the one that I'm has the one the that Nintendo, can actually play it. Yeah, yeah, the Nintendo that takes a micro SD card. Yeah. Um. So we'll see if we can find the file, and maybe maybe we'll do that like next week or whatever. You can bring that over, and we'll see if we can find the file and put it on a stick and figure something out. Yeah, that um, would be fun to play though. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, like even though this didn't look very interesting, maybe I'll go back. Maybe there's more to the to the, the trailer or like to the gameplay that they showed off, um, that I don't know about. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it still is cool to, like see these like long lost things. Yeah. And uh, Akira is a franchise that I'm surprised never like. I mean, obviously, like people know the movie a lot, but I'm they keep trying does... to reboot it. Live action remake. <laughs> yeah, starring what was Keanu Reeves at one point. I feel like he would do it justice. The last one was like Garrett Headland, the dude from uh, Tron Legacy, mm-hmm. was going to be in it. And then there was, I think Taika Waititi was even going to direct it at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's off that now. It's just uh, it's a development hell and who knows. And I'm sure most people don't even want it to get made in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. No. But uh, I'm surprised that it didn't. It wasn't a franchise that like lent itself to video games more than it did. I guess it has like too much of its own story. Like it would. How many now. times can you play the same game like story over and over again? Yeah, like I think it could now, right? Yeah. Like games now, you could probably get away with telling a good version of that story, hmm. especially since the movie wouldn't have things that like you could flush it out with like manga material, probably. Oh, the manga is much longer. Than That's the movie. what I'm saying. So like you could create more lore and do more stuff in a video game world now like in an open world setting or like even a semi-linear uncharted style you could probably do something that way as opposed to side scrolly like limitations of gaming in the you know in the 90s yeah but uh yeah it was uh 1993 was when the game was originally supposed to come out mm-hmm. um on the sega Mat- mega drive so the the genesis yeah um but uh, yeah, I, I like I said after watching the gameplay, I'm not surprised it got canceled. No. Did not look like a very fun game, but uh, it's still it's interesting to see this stuff like come to light again. Yeah, maybe we'll get a documentary series about it. Maybe. Yeah, it'll be a, a special feature on the Blu-ray for the live-action remake of Akira, uh, which is definitely going to come out at some point. Uh, uh, lightning round. We got patent news this week. Uh, and this was actually not that surprising given a new accessory that we got a couple weeks ago announced. We didn't talk about it here on the show because we were done. Uh, we were in holiday break, so we didn't talk about the new PS4 accessory, which adds uh, like turbo buttons to the back of the PS4 controller. Uh, but they're also programmable. Uh, so that new accessory got announced a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's just a little attachment that sits on the back of the PS4. It's got a little screen on it that tells you what you've programmed those buttons to be. And it can be anything. It could be triangle, circle, cross, 
square r1 or two like it doesn't matter you can map it to whatever you want if that makes it easier for you to play whatever game that you're playing yeah that's um, a that's kind of interesting because it's essentially um like an add-on version of the xbox one pro, pro controllers. controller yeah because those has the little but those have two paddles yeah like on either side uh yeah it's it's two paddles on so a total of four paddles that you can put on the yeah this is just two like it's one on either side like extra button mm. um but yeah, it is pretty much the exact. That was the first thing I thought when I saw this. Was like, oh, like every aftermarket controller from two thousand and four to two thousand and nine, and then uh, the Xbox, obviously, Elite controller for the Xbox One has similar extra buttons there. Uh, so we got that announcement a couple weeks ago, and then this week there was news that the patent controller for the PS Five shows those buttons are uh, like hard attached. It's not an accessory. It doesn't have the screen to tell you what you've programmed them as, but it has those buttons affixed there permanently. It didn't say if they were going to be reprogrammable or if this is now like R4 and L4. That that information, you know, wasn't given. Uh, yeah, I mean, usually they are pre like programmable. Yeah. I mean, they're for like uh, first person shooters mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so I would imagine they would be, but. Yeah. Uh, now, is this just the PS5 controllers? All of them are going to have this, or is this going to be, like, a specific... It didn't say. Yeah. I haven't seen anything that said, like, this is in addition to the already... Because sta- we haven't seen the standard PS5 controller yet. Yeah. Like, this is one of those things where they had announced the PS5, shown us what the box looks like, called it the PS5 and not the PlayStation Series P or whatever, um, and then, like, showed us the controller. Here's it. Here it is. Here's what's new. The touchpad is now screen, like whatever else is different. And then we saw this patent. I would I would lend it to like the thought that it was maybe uh, like a pro controller or an elite controller. Hmm. Um, but the fact that we haven't seen that yet means this could just be the default controller. I mean, they have said that – or wait, no, that's the, that's the Xbox. I was going to say they have said that it's going to be like backwards compatible with all of their – previous controllers but we haven't actually gotten any confirmation for that on the playstation yet at some point they said it was back compatible to at least ps4 okay uh, but that was before the shakeup and the new president who's in the past said that backwards compatibility isn't important so i don't really know like we there's still a lot we need to know about the playstation 5 and we're we're getting to the point where you need to start telling like you can't wait till e3 to tell us what the playstation 5 is yeah when it comes out in the fall i mean i guess you could but don't Please, I really want to know. I mean, they could just totally do the, like, and now it's out. They would never, ever do that with a console. Like, you might be able to say it's out at the end of the week, but then you'd, like, basically, like, kill any retail store because everyone would be bombarded with, like, I need a pre-order, I need a pre-order, I need it now, I need it now, I need it now. I don't think they would do that. They would give you six months to try to pre-order it or get in for, you know, the first wave or the second wave or whatever. Like, there's no way you'd. And, plus and it's no available way. now and i i could just see like the black friday like storms of people but like in every GameStop in the middle of like a tuesday at you know 11 a or what is it monday night at nine is when the playstation e3 conference usually is so like the next morning everyone's like banging down the gates at target and walmart to try to get their ps5s like there's no way uh, also i just can't picture no GameStop employee just being like Oh yeah, fuck! We, we, yeah, we got them. <laughs> they like showed up in our back room <laughs> in yeah. our shipment today. Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, that would definitely be leaked on Reddit sixty-five thousand times from every single employee of of GameStop or Target or Walmart. Yeah. Um. So I don't have much need for these extra buttons. I don't think. 
I've never had them ever. I had the... Uh, yeah, you the, have the Elite. Have you ever used them? No. I, like, took them off right away and put them into the case and then yeah. never, like, tried them kind of thing. I mean, I, I, when they first came out, it was for to get better at Call of Duty. I remember, like, people had them. and it was, Yeah, I, I primarily know them for, like, first-person shooter, like, hardcore FPS yeah. players. But that was also kind of like... It was kind of like a cheat back then where it was, like, you, you pressed it and it, like would like rapid fire it was like the rapid fire button yeah um so i've never used them i don't think i would ever be comfortable using them it seems like adding a new button at this point is my brain has been too conditioned yeah i would forget about it it. now like already i forget to use grenade like in most (laughs) in most first person shooters i'm really bad at using grenades Uh, actually uh i was playing call of duty last night because i was like oh i haven't played call of duty in two weeks so let me give it that a try see if i'm still in any way shape or form good at call of duty yeah see if the god of video games made it back from japan yeah uh still good okay sweet (laughs) uh but i figured out i didn't know there was a thing in the game the entire time (laughs) i could have been using this whole time what if you click in the left stick there's a thing called tactical sprint which is like a faster run but it's limited And I did not know about that this entire time that I've been playing the entire game. I randomly clicked in the – well, like you click in the right stick for like melee and a lot of stuff. I accidentally clicked in the left stick and then you like started running faster and I went like, I could have been doing this the entire time? I feel like I did know that. I honestly don't remember now. But I feel like I've played – I'll tell you I didn't know about it. I've played other games that had – like I think Resistance back in the day. It was click left stick to sprint. Well, there's there's – there is a run in the game. There but is. This is yeah. a different run. Yeah. So I feel like, like I there's did there's know. the walk, there's the run. If you just press like X, you run. Yeah. And then if you click in the left stick, you do tactical sprint, which he runs even faster. But it takes like longer to like aim back down the barrel of the side of the yeah. gun. I had no idea that existed this entire time. Did it help you or hurt you in the game? Uh, I mean. Do you feel uh, like like you were using it and then getting killed because you weren't as fast down the sights or? Uh, yeah, I did notice that. Okay. Because like when I figured it out, I was like, I'm going to use this all the time. And I just mm-hmm. like kept fucking doing it over and over again. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just kept getting like running into a fight and getting shot because I wasn't prepared to like draw my gun. Fair. Yeah. But right. it just goes to that like, oh, shit, I've been playing this game wrong the whole time. Mm-hmm. If Maybe if I had triggers on the back of my controller, I would have known about that. Yeah, you could have remapped it. Mm-hmm. That would have been it would have been perfect for you. Uh, lightning round. Uh, normally these things would have come out much earlier, uh, but it's the time of the month where we give away some free games. Not us personally, but people who own PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold will get free games. Uh, we tell you that you can download them, so that's how we're giving them to you for free by spreading the knowledge of Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus. Uh, so we just talked about PlayStation controllers. So let's talk about PlayStation games. What's coming to PlayStation Plus uh, tomorrow? the Tuesday, the first Tuesday of the month. Uh, it's a pretty good one this year or this week. A month, this year. Whatever yeah. This the, is the this decade. Yeah. Now that we're coming into There's the only PlayStation plus of it games available this decade. So yes, the games of the decade for PlayStation plus, uh, we've, uh, we kind of lamented how we only get two games now mm-hmm. for the thing, which is kind of disappointing. Uh, technically not the same. This, uh, no decade. four games this decade. Yeah. Uh, new year, new PlayStation plus. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, so you're getting uh goat simulator, which I'm kind of like, I kind of want to try it. You, have you never played Ghost Simulator? No. Oh, I played it. I mean, I, it's fun. It's dumb, but I it's fun. I was never going to buy it. Yeah. And I don't like, and it hasn't been given to me for free. Like, it might have been on Games with Gold or on uh, Games Pass or something like that, but nothing that I have. Yeah. Um. So I like, I remember the hype when it first came out. Eh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I mean, it's, I mean, 
you enjoyed uh, Goat or uh, the Untitled Goose, Goose Game, Goose, Goose Simulator, whatever the fuck it was. Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, that game is fantastic. Yeah, don't you dare badmouth it, or the goose will come in here and murder you. Uh, I'm not badmouthing. I'm just saying, like, okay. you enjoyed that one, so you'll probably enjoy this one as well because it's in a similar like. Oh, you're just like playing this animal that's just fucking with people kind yeah. of vein of game. Rawr. Yeah. So uh, it, there is a like bleat. I think goats bleat is what they do. Oh. They don't, no sheep, bah. Yeah, I don't know. I think goats bleat. Uh, but there's a button to make goat noise. <laughs> nice. So uh, it's it's along in that like vein. It's very clear that you could tell that like uh, Goose, Untitled Goose Game was inspired in some way with a goat simulator. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking you're going to enjoy it from that aspect. Okay. Uh, the other game that you're getting is three games, uh, and it's the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection from the PlayStation 4. Those are some good games. Yeah, so you're getting Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. And if you're the kind of person that owns a PlayStation and has not played Uncharted at this point... First of all, what are you doing? Yeah. Like uh, when John bought his PlayStation, the first thing we did was give him the Uncharted collection and say, go. Yeah. Play Go play these, these amazing masterpiece these. games. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, if you're some sort of freak of nature who hasn't already played them, now's your chance Yeah. Uh, to get yourself uh, all caught up. Well, I guess you wouldn't get caught up because you didn't you, – you would – was 4 already given away? No, 4 has not been given away, but 4 is also like – it's – I mean all of these are PlayStation Classic games for 20 bucks that on sale will go down super cheap yeah for any period of time yeah i think i bought the uncharted collection or like for like five dollars at some point yeah or the nathan drake collection whatever the fuck it's called yeah so uh, completely but, worthwhile games amazing games yeah if you haven't played them and you own a playstation you're a silly person the first one is a little bit rougher but uh second one is a goddamn masterpiece the second one is uh my favorite game of the playstation 3 i think it was like the very first game that i ever remember um finishing and then immediately starting again yeah like cutscene ended and i went nope no no no, i'm not done like i just want to thank god that first part is so fantastic i just want to do it again yeah like oh the train bit absolutely let's mm-hmm. do it let's go right back into it um yeah. and the third one's good too i none of them have the multiplayer i don't think that's three head multiplayer i don't think that's included in the game i think it's just no. the story yeah it's just the which the, is fine the campaign yeah which is fine i like the uncharted multiplayer to be honest uh i never really played much of it i played the betas a lot and then when the games came out I, like didn't play them that much but i actually like the multiplayer a lot in those games yeah but I, the I, stories played, are fantastic i played a lot of three yeah uh, but the stories are absolutely fantastic um it's a very a very good game that you should have already but if you don't um, so that's kind of the downside to this with only two games is the last couple of months I've had at least one of the games. Like I owned uh, Last of Us Remastered and I own the Uncharted Collection and I own like what, something from the month before. Like I already had them. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a bummer. But at the same time, like not everybody does. And some people probably got brand new PlayStations for Christmas because they were the cheapest they've ever been. And, well, you know, want to go through and play a back catalog worth of games. And this is a great way to start that. So. Uh, what about the games with gold, some of which are already available now and some will be available mid-month? What do we got for games with gold? Uh, as for stuff that is available right now, uh, you can pick up a copy of the game Sticks Shards of Darkness, uh, which is a like Uncharted-esque stealth action game. About the band Sticks. Yes. Yes. And yeah. how they uh, built Mr. Roboto and, you know, just other various Sticks songs. <laughs> Uh, and then you're also going to be picking up uh, Tekken 6 on mm. the Xbox 360. Uh, that's the, like the backwards compatible one that yep. comes out. Uh, 
Um, I, I, I didn't know or Tekken 6 was on the... I thought Tekken 6 was on the newer consoles. It's on both. It, is it? Is I, it one that got... Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it's probably one of those ones that got like... It was like Tekken 6 and then like Tekken 6 Deluxe was released on yeah, something consoles. Like that. Or like the Game of the Year edition or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, and then the ones coming out at the uh, second half of the month is uh, Batman the Telltale series. Okay. Uh, which is one of the Telltale series that I never got into, so I might give that a try now. I, I've heard good things about it. I played the first episode, and I was like, this is cool, and then I just didn't play it again. Mm. I've been wanting to play a bunch of Batman games, though, so I probably will go back to it, because I bought the Return to Arkham like double Collection. pack. Uh, it was like six bucks. I was like, finally, it's cheap. I've like been waiting for it to go down cheap. Uh, and then Arkham Knight was given out digitally as PlayStation Plus, which I already own, but I was happy to have it digitally. Uh, so I've, I've been wanting to go back and play those. And so they had the Telltale game uh, as well, which I liked, but haven't really had a Batman kick for a while. So, hmm. Well, this is on the Xbox, not the PlayStation. No, but I already own You're that game anyway. It. I already own oh. it. So, Well then. Yeah. Uh, and then the uh, the backwards compatible 360 game that's going to be coming out is Lego Star Wars to the original trilogy. Great game. Mm-hmm. Very good game. Uh, it's uh, kind of interesting that they're, they're giving that one away for free right now, considering that there's the like Skywalker mm. trilogy or what, what the fuck is nine? Ninology. Ninology. I don't know. That's what I've been calling it. Yeah, but uh, there's that coming out, so maybe it'll get people like back interested into. Uh, that when it comes out yeah. i feel like uh, it's been a while since we've gotten a new lego game uh villains was dc villains the last one yeah, or I was marvel was the 2 one. the last one no, i think dc villains is the last one yeah uh, but i mean it feels like there was and it, this is a good thing in my opinion but it feels like there was a point where like we were getting a new lego game like every three months yeah and it did feel like it was starting to get really oversaturated. So I do like how they're taking a little bit of time in between them now as opposed to like over flooding the market. Yeah. Because well, it hasn't worked for a lot of other games like series is no. in the past. And I'm excited. Like the Telltale game series is. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited for the Skywalker one because like Lego Star Wars was what started the Lego game trend really, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That like, was the first one. Yeah. Um, so, well, there had been other, like, cities and, Oh, like, yeah. There was, like, Lego Jungle Adventure. Yeah. Stuff. So, there was, they, weren't, they weren't, like, that type of Lego no. game. Yeah. The, the, what we come to know now as Lego games yeah. started with Lego Star Wars. So, to kind of take a break, take things off, and come back and tell the, the story of all three trilogies is, is going to be exciting. So, you know, even though it'll be familiar for most of it, it'll be, it'll be nice to have. And Lego Star Wars 2, the original one, is very, very good. I really like that game a lot. I played the crap out of it on Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. back in the day. So it'll be nice to have, you know, achievements and whatnot in it if you haven't played that game already. Well, and also the, the Game Boy Advance one is very different from the console yes, one. Yes, so. <laughs> that, is, that is very true. Still fun, nonetheless. Uh, lightning round. Uh, last year, at the tail end of the year, uh, the internet was taken by storm with the release of Disney Plus and The Mandalorian uh, because we were given spoilers for The Mandalorian if you haven't seen it or somehow avoided the internet for the last month and a half. We got Baby Yoda. So uh, took the internet by storm. The memes are amazing. It's everywhere. He just wants his chalky milk and chicky nuggies. Like He's an adorable little bastard. Oh, my goodness. He's great. He might have dark powers. We don't even know. He could be a bad guy in the future. We honestly have no idea. But Baby Yoda took the internet by storm. So it's no surprise that other franchises have wanted to implement their own 
a cute, adorable baby version of their titular character uh, as well. And we got our first look in the Japanese trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie uh, at Baby Sonic. Joe, what did you think of Baby Sonic? Uh, I mean, he's cute. He is cute. He is, he is damn cute. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he has the charm of Baby Yoda. I don't think he has the charm of Baby Yoda. I mean, I, Baby Yoda has that quiet, like, contemplative yeah. charm where you're just like, that baby... Baby's thinking about a lot of stuff. Well, and like Baby Yoda is a character. Mm. Like he's also a fifty-year-old uh, baby, so <laughs> yeah. uh, he's a, like a separate character. Whereas like Baby Sonic, if he's even in the Sonic movie, will just be like one quick scene, and then maybe some merch or like a pop figure. Like I don't my like because we talked about this a little bit before of the conspiracy theory of like what is this? Is this been around the whole time? Like. Does this play into the fact that Sonic was always going to look the way he looks now? Because the... my first thought was, I want to know if this is actually in the movie. I want to see what the original model yeah, Baby with... Sonic looked like. Yeah. With terrifying teeth Baby Sonic. Jumanji boy looking. Yeah, there's no way you can take that monstrosity and make it adorable. True. Uh, you can take the new version of it and make it adorable. Because this new Baby Sonic is pretty damn adorable. Yes. Uh, but uh, I, I can't help but think that this is just more proof that it was always intended to go this way. Like the, the ugly design was some sort of marketing strategy ploy kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I can't picture how you could possibly make the early design adorable. You said that you think that this was something that they cooked up in response to baby Yoda. Yes. I because this it's only in the trailer. It's only just like a brief little thing of him, like explaining who he is almost where he's like, I've been living my life. However, I want to live it kind of thing. Uh, and it shows him as like a baby real quick. And then like at the end, it shows like the baby sitting there with like a flower being like, eh, I'm cute. Right. Uh, and I think this I mean, will is will you just... make memes of me? Yeah, exactly. I think this is like a oh shit, we've got a cutesy character. We can probably make him a baby and like slap it in there. So I don't think he's going to be in the movie at all. I think this is just a this purely just... marketing, mm. and therefore there never was an original version with the ugly version of Sonic, but in baby form. This is just for this trailer with new looking Sonic. Just a quick little thing because it, it's not much. Uh, if he's in the movie, fine. I don't. I don't think it's gonna take the world by storm the way that Baby Yoda did. But uh, he was cute. <laughs> yeah. He was cute. You gotta give him that. Um, Plus, I mean, like you said, like Baby Yoda has now been spread over two months worth of stuff. Yeah. So he's had plenty of time to endear himself to everybody. Yeah, he's been around for eight weeks. This is gonna be, now, like you said, like. It, Five minutes tops, maybe, possibly, in oh, this movie? Oh, no, no, no. I think 30 seconds tops. I think it is just going to be a montage. That scene of what we just saw. More or less of, like, yeah. int- uh, I'm going to introduce you to me, Sonic, and it's going to be, like, maybe the baby sitting there and, like, learning to walk. And then, like, he learning walks. To run. But, like, learning to run is. He crawls at super speed. Yeah. Like, I think it'll be something like that where it'll be, like, you know, maybe a minute or as he, like, gets older. So, it'll be, like, baby toddler sonic crawls fast then like toddler sonic walks walks fast you know then like kids sonic just like running all around and whatever like i think it's going to be like a montage like that the way that like the uh the wolverine movie starts with him like as a kid and then it's him in world war one and then in world war like it just go through each of the things so i don't think he'll be in the movie much at all if at all so who knows 
But yeah, if there is out there somewhere in the world the monstrosity version of Baby Sonic, I want to see that more than anything. Because mm-hmm. that one will be great for memes. <laughs> if you want your movie to get memed out, you want terrible-looking Sonic in baby form because, God, it's going to look atrocious. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll see. It's only about a month now until the movie comes out. John is actually not in Japan. He's waiting in line, as we've as we've mentioned before. February 14th. February 14th. Yeah, and it's the fifth now so just a little over a month away and we'll we'll be there uh lightning round uh more movie news uh this time uh this is news that we've had before and we'll have again but the uncharted movie has lost another director so it's like the 50th one at this point i think he was i think think everybody is every director ever has been on to direct this movie yeah i think i'm getting tapped uh, pretty soon, uh, I put my demo reel out, so I think I, I'm getting it. Going to get a shot. They we'll thought see. that the Quentin Tarantino version was a little bit excessive, a little too much. Yeah, they thought that the Steven Spielberg one was a little too subdued. Yeah, yeah, the Quentin Tarantino one was tough because they didn't like that Tom Holland's, you know, twenty something Nathan Drake was just punching the nose off of people and slamming them into bookshelves. They thought it was a little excessive. Honestly, they were trying to go for PG-13. It just didn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Travis Knight has had to step away from the Uncharted movie due to scheduling conflicts with Tom Holland, who is filming the next Spider-Man at some point in the near future. And probably a dozen cameo appearances in other Marvel properties. Well, apparently he's only going to have one more because they just restructured the whole Marvel-Sony agreement thing. Uh, but he could be in a Venom 2, he could be in a, he'll be in a Spider-Man 3, he'll be in an Avengers 4 or 5 or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so due to all of his Spider-Man commitments, uh, it's going to push off the starting time or the filming schedule for Uncharted, uh, which basically meant that Travis Knight had to back out. So this wasn't creative differences, this wasn't anything, but it's just proof that this movie's never gonna come out i mean they did say that when he dropped out they said that tom holland and mark Wahlberg are still confirmed for it yeah they always but like channing tatum was confirmed for gambit for like 10 years even though they went through like 75 directors as well and now that movie's just scrapped which thank god but i got a list of the directors that were attached to this so far i think he was the sixth uh so it's been uh dan trachtenberg yeah sean levy yeah seth gordon yeah neil berger yeah David O. Russell. Yeah. And then now. Yeah. So he was the sixth. Yeah. Um, Travis Knight. I thought this was the best shot. I thought this was their best shot at having the best movie. I really liked Bumblebee. I thought that was a very good movie. It kind of told a similar like coming of age, but like globe spanning ish. Like, because obviously Transformers is a, you know, big world building type thing. I think they could have done very well with this. I liked his style. The Dan Trachtenberg one I thought would have been good, too. He was the one that did uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a really good movie. So, obviously not the same in the slightest. But, you know, at least with uh, Travis Knight, he knew special effects. He knew, um, you know, the kind of stuff that you would need for an Uncharted-style movie. But, yeah, I'm, I was kind of bummed by this. But also, like, it's fine if this movie never comes out. <laughs> I think. I don't. I don't know. At this point, like, what do you do? Just cancel the whole thing and make a uh, make a TV series that stars Nathan Fillion from that short that he made. Uh, yeah, I, that's really what they just fucking. Need I'd to much do rather have that, especially since and like we're not going to talk about it this week because we haven't really watched it. But you know, The Witcher seemed to be really well received, not necessarily critically. I feel like I haven't really looked at the reviews because I just want to go in fresh, as fresh as I can, since I've never played a game or read a book. 
uh, in general, I've just never played a game or read a book. So you can't uh, even read. Yeah, that's why I only watch movies and Netflix things. Yeah. Uh, but like fan wise, and like you know, toss a coin to your Witcher has been a meme this week, and you know, people seem to be excited about that. I feel like since that did well, other people looking to make what would have been previously video game movies can now be rethought of as like a, maybe we'll make a video game short form series for something. Honestly, like I'm at this point where I don't know why everything's not just like a Netflix miniseries. Yeah. I like movies themselves are starting to seem archaic and like the, the area that we are now with entertainment. They, Except like for, watching like watching Star Wars, I was just like, I'd rather be watching Mandalorian right well, now. Well, that's because Mandalorian is real, real good. But yeah. I think it's one of those things where it's harder to do big, super big budget. Because even Mandalorian, while it's a Star Wars show and there's clearly money behind it, it's not as big a but like it's probably the budget for the whole season as it is for the whole like movie. Well, I mean that's kind of what I was saying because um, you're spreading out like the action set. We pieces. we had a we had a conversation. I don't think it was on the podcast, but we talked about this. Um, where I was saying, like, a Star Wars movie costs, like, $500 million to make. Yeah, with advertising and everything, yeah. Yeah, and an episode of Game of Thrones costs $10 million to make. Yeah. So you could take that $500 million and you could put $50 million into 10 episodes of a Star Wars series and have something with five times the production budget of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And you could probably make something a lot better than just trying to cram everything into a two-hour movie. Correct. When you could do a 10-hour miniseries. Yeah. Imagine if... The um, Rise of Skywalker was a 10-hour miniseries, and they could actually flesh out all of the stuff that they rushed through to try and cram into this yeah, movie. Yeah, it definitely should have been at least a half an hour longer. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not it needed to be seven and a half hours longer, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so, no, yeah, obviously you can fit that, more things. Like, I'm surprised that this is not just more of the direction that we're going. And I think it will be in time, as time goes yeah. on. But Well, and especially for video game properties, because if you think about it, the problem with video game movies, at least – on the surface is that games are usually like 10 hours long and exactly. movies are two hours. Exactly. So you're taking, yeah. So you're taking 10 hours worth of globe trotting and story building and cutscenes, and you're boiling it down to two hours and a lot gets missed in that. Mm-hmm. You don't get to flesh things out. Like I didn't see it, but I'm sure the, uh, Assassin's Creed movie would have benefited from episodes explaining the animus and explaining things and taking the time to like go back into the past and like, unlock secrets that you you know didn't know about the family lineage or the templars or whatever uh i feel like that would have been a really good thing to have done so something like uncharted yes you can tell it's very easy to tell a two-hour uncharted style movie you know how i know this because they made indiana jones (laughs) so like and to a lesser extent like yeah the tomb raider movie to a lesser extent is more or less the same thing Hmm. and you know that movie was fine it wasn't over-the-top awesome, but it was fine. I thought it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I would like to see another. Um, so, it's yes, it's possible to do that. But at this point, you've gone through six directors. You've gone from having Mark Wahlberg be the star of Nathan Drake to Mark Wahlberg being the old mentor. Like, that's how long we've been going on with this. Uh, pretty soon, Tom Holland was going to be the old yeah, mentor. Pr- yeah, this pretty suit. soon. Yeah, Tom Holland's going to have to be Sully at the rate that they're going. Um, but... Just, I feel like I'd rather just see that yeah. than anything. I would love to see what Tom Holland can do as a younger Drake. I think that could be really, really cool. But I would also love to see Nathan Fillion do a TV series where he does eight episodes and has to go find an artifact or whatever. So figure something out or just stop trying. Like either give me an Uncharted 
pop culture thing that isn't in a, a new game or it stopped. I'm, I'm tired of the, well, we got a new director. This time it's going to stick. It's not going to stick. So uh, we'll report the next director that they get uh, and we'll see what, because I, I, you have to have a finished script, no? Like, and new directors will punch it up and change things here and there, but you must have an idea, yeah? No clue. We'll see. Well, all right, so predictions now. When when do you think the Uncharted movie comes out? Just when a year. do I think it comes yeah. out? Or you could say it never does. Uh, I just this guy we never at this point. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 2024. Hmm? I'm gonna say it takes them at least another six months to a year to find the right director. Then they'll start filming in like 2021 or 2022, and then it'll come out like may of 2024 or something like that like it's gonna it's gonna drag out yeah that's 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 my prediction for this now who do you think is gonna be the next director they tap i honestly don't know i don't know who you go to because i feel like the thought is you want to go to somebody that has like one or two indies or smaller movies under their belt not necessarily like you're not going to the russo brothers who did avengers like you're not going to you know, Martin Scorsese or anybody like that. Like you're going to have to find somebody who did something that was under the radar. Like, you know, go get the guy who did like Midsommar or something like that, where it's like, Oh, you've never really heard of him, but here, you know, here's this guy and his previous movie was great. And you know, that's, that's who they'll get. Who's the guy that has done all those other Mark Wahlberg movies recently? Did like Patriot's Day and um, Deepwater Horizon. Oh, it's the, um, it's the brother from Corky Romano. Um, I don't remember his name. It's uh, I can see Peter Berg. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was him next because he has that like Mark Wahlberg connection where he puts Mark Wahlberg in all his movies. Maybe, but and he Mark also will be like, you know what? I know the perfect guy. Yeah, I'm gonna call my friend Pete Berg. Yeah, maybe, but I feel like he's done mostly just those like real life, you know, dramatization movies. Uh, he did that other one with Mark Wahlberg and Donnie Yen. I forget what it was called. Donnie Yen. I don't know that I saw that one. Uh, or what? No, not Donnie Yen. Um, fuck. Uh, the hell was that movie called? It was just like it was uh, the chick from um, Aunt, the Wasp. The one that played the Wasp was in it. Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that one. It was just like a generic looking action movie. Uh, so let's see. He's done Very Bad Things in 1998. Oh, like he did The Rundown. Things. The one with The Rock? Yes. Oh. I like that movie. Yeah, The Rock. Yeah, so he directed The Rock in The Rundown. Not the movie The Rock. He directed Friday Night Lights. Yep. The Kingdom. Hancock. Oh, he did Hancock? He did yeah. The Kingdom? Kingdom was a good movie. I didn't know that one. Uh, he did some episodes of Friday Night Lights. Oh, he did Battleship. Mile 22 is a movie I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to get to that one. Lone Survivor. Maroon 5's One More Night. <laughs> uh, Maroon 5's Maps. Uh, some episodes of The Leftovers. An episode of Ballers. Deepwater Horizon, Patriot's Day, Mile 22. Mile 22 is also the one with Ronda Rousey, no? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I did not see that one. Yeah, it didn't look very good. No, 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 no. But I, I really liked his um, 
like real world movies that he did. Like I liked Lone Survivor and Deepwater Horizon Patriots Day a lot. I didn't see Deepwater Horizon, but I like Patriots Day and Lone Survivor. I mm. Those are both very good. Patriots or uh, Deepwater Horizon is probably my favorite one that he did. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then they, he did that one, and I was like, oh, this isn't a movie based on an actual thing. Yeah. So who knows? But uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not holding out high hopes for the Uncharted movie at this point. No. Just scrap it. Make it a series. Put it on something. The problem is that Sony doesn't have their own streaming service, so they'd have to go to Netflix or like something else. Or they're just going to make their own because everybody has to make their fucking own. True. But I feel like their stuff's it's a lot be, harder. It's going to be Sony Plus. Uh, cool. Oh, no. They did have their own. There was the PlayStation one that had the Powers show with the Oh, shit. Yeah, that's the right. Dude from uh, District 9. Yeah, that's Charto. right. Copley, yeah, they had that. Wait, that Copley was in that. Yeah, he's like the main character, I think. Oh, really? I didn't realize. That. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, I didn't. Nobody watched it, so yeah. No, no one will know if I'm right or wrong because not a single person saw it. So we can all just move on, and we'll pretend that that was one of the things I was right about today. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it for the lightning round. Not lightning round for this week, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast. Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, so let us know uh, what game you would like to be made into if you were a popular streamer as an old person. Uh, let us know what you if you would like to see or play the Portal prequel series, uh, what you think about the paddles on the back of the PlayStation 5 controller, uh, and do you want to play the Akira game? That's uh, all something you can let us know. Oh, yeah, and I also want to know your thoughts on Baby Sonic and what year you think the Uncharted movie is going to come out. Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, like I said, next week I don't know if we'll have John, uh, but next time we have John on, we'll uh, continue the stories of Joe and John in Japan. Uh, so stay tuned for more of that. Uh, but once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.